Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Talks podcast. Hello, I'm Daryl Horn, the Executive Director of the San Antonio Baptist Association. Thank you for joining us on this podcast concerning the traits of great leaders in times of disruption. You'll want to stay tuned because this is going to be another very good discussion. Joining us today are four proven leaders who have shared insights in the other previous podcasts from their many years of experience. Before we get started, we'd like to encourage you to listen to other San Antonio Baptist Association podcasts by going to buzzsprout.com. You'll find over 90 podcasts to date there, and that number continues to grow each month with great podcasts like this. It's great because we have a great panel with us today. We have four leaders from the San Antonio area. We'll go around the room and let each one introduce themselves, and we'll start with our guy who will be leading our discussion today. We'll start with John, John Litzler. John, if you'll introduce yourself, then we'll go around the room. Hi, I'm John Litzler, and I'm the director of the Church Law Division at Christian Unity Ministries. Um, I'm an attorney, and our ministry is headquartered here in San Antonio, but really we work with churches and uh, Christian nonprofit organizations uh, throughout the state, helping them with, with legal issues and challenges they face. Hi, my name is Abe Hawkins. I'm president of Baptist University of the Americas here in San Antonio. Uh, we're here to educate and equip cross-cultural leaders for the church and the marketplace and looking forward to this conversation this morning. I'm Jim Antonin, the executive director of the San Antonio campus of Wayland Baptist University. Uh, previously, uh, lead, uh, was in the leadership development uh, department at USAA and prior to that, career military officer. Great to be here th- today. Thanks. My name is Johnny Lane, and I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian attorney that is not an oxymoron, and uh, <laughs> I have a little law firm here in town called Lane and Countryman. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you, panel. Look forward to this discussion. When I met John Lane the first time, I I think I said that to him. That's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> Never met one like him. <laughs> John Lissler is leading our discussion today. We're talking about great leaders or decision makers. John, if you'll begin our discussion. You know, one of my first uh, personal experiences being a leader was when I became the drum major of our high school band when I was in high school. And um, there were only two drum majors and they're kind of seen as like the leadership for the band. And we went on this trip to a competition one time it was several hours away we're on this bus and we get off the bus and we're in the parking lot kind of gathering our instruments and someone says hey john where are we supposed to go and i was i, I didn't know i'd never been to this facility either i'm looking around and their guess is as good as mine we're all operating off the same information and i thought why would they think i know where to go i've never been to this this building where this competition's being held um, and I realized it was because they saw me as a leader. And so I'm supposed to make a decision and I'm supposed to know and have an answer. And um, that was kind of the first time it hit me. Someone was looking to me to make a decision and and have an answer. Um, and so that was my experience with that. I don't know how much you guys enjoy movies. I really enjoy movies. One of my favorites is the movie A Few Good Men, um, in which 
Um, this attorney who's a lieutenant is working on a case and then he comes to work throughout the case. Spoiler alert, he discovers that the colonel might be responsible for what's happened and he's trying to decide what questions he's going to ask the colonel on the stand. And if he he ordered this particular order that got this Marine killed and he's in consultation with the other attorneys and they're telling him, you know, if you don't think he's going to admit to it, stop asking. You could get yourself in trouble. He's a colonel. You're a lieutenant. The way things work in the military, you don't accuse people of this kind of stuff and you don't have any proof. And if you don't think he's going to admit it, then you should back off. And he gets to the point in the trial where he has to make the decision. Am I going to ask this question? Am I going to go after this guy? Or am I going to back down? Do I think he's not going to admit to this? And um, John Lane can relate to this. Really, anyone can relate to this, but particularly as attorneys, there's that point, no matter how many of your your partners, your business partners, your law partners you talk with, you have to make that decision in the trial. Which direction am I going to go with this? How am I reading the room? And, and that's a key skill that decision makers have to have. They have to decide when um, to press forward with something, when to alter course. They have to be able to make decisions. T. Boone Pickens, before he passed away in 2019, T. Boone Pickens was a uh, business magnate, a financier. He, he operated a hedge fund, very successful. And he wrote down some of the keys to his success right before he passed away. And one of the keys to his success, one of the key principles he said was, a leader has to be willing to make decisions. It's the most important quality that a good leader has. Um, he said that people have to avoid what he calls ready, aim, 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 aim syndrome, where you just keep aiming and you never fire. At some point you have to fire. You can't just keep aiming. Now, a few caveats, because I am an attorney. Aiming is important. You do have to um, do some due diligence. You do have to deliberate. Um, you leader, Leaders don't make decisions in a vacuum. Um, they should consult with um people that they trust. They should consult with uh, their spouses. They should consult with their mentors and their partners. Um, For a lot of leaders that that's a board of a board of some kind um, or a council, Um, you know, particularly in Christian context, uh, some type of leadership council or group, a group of spiritual advisors or men. So you don't make those decisions in a vacuum, but to kind of go back to Pickens analogy of, of shooting, at some point you have to pull the trigger. It can't all be aiming. At some point, someone has to make a decision. And if you don't make a decision, then it can cost you in whatever field you're in. Um, you know, if you're um, in business, it can cost you money. Um, if you're in medicine or in war, not making a decision can cost lives. Um, if you're in any context, really not making a decision is going to cost you the group of people that you're trying to lead, the people you're trying to follow, your employees, your volunteers. And so at some point, somebody has to step up and be a decision maker. And that's a key characteristic of being a leader. So I'm curious to hear what our other panelists think about that, the importance of uh, being a decision maker, and also some examples throughout the Bible of good um, decision making leaders. You know, in an earlier podcast, uh, John brought up the uh, issue or the character of uh, Joshua, and uh, he is a really good example of, of a person that was a decision maker. And, and even when he went, went against all odds, uh, everyone was against him. Uh, he was one who would make a decision and would go forward. And because of that, people would follow him. So great, great 
point, John. Yeah, uh, John, I, I agree with you. In fact, I, as I was thinking through this, that was a character that came that I had down. Uh, in terms, there's a lot in the scripture that were a lot of folks that were good decision makers, right? And that would make the decision to move forward. But as I thought about that, Joshua was the one that came to my mind. And of course, it started when he first started off in Joshua 24 15. He says, uh, you know, uh, choose this day whom you will serve. We're going to serve the Lord. And so you need to decide as I've just, as I've decided what we're going to do, you know, um, leaders have got to be folks who can be thoughtful and innovative, collaborative at the end of the day, as John mentioned, you've got to make a decision. Uh, you can do all sorts of good things, but if you never make a decision, then, uh, you're not going to get there. As I was thinking through that, uh, thinking through my own personal process, uh, when I have to make decisions, I listen, I discern, I pray, uh, I decide and I execute. And that's kind of my process of making decisions. And so I think each of us as leaders, you know, think through what is our process of making decisions? What, what do I go through? Who do I talk to, to help me make these sometimes monumental decisions that can impact not only your life, but the lives of other people. I remember a time in our life when we, we had just served uh, a five year term in Venezuela and we were looking at the possibility of moving to Spain to serve as missionaries. I took a, an eight day trip over to Spain, came back, was very positive. But I told my wife, um, I was ready to make the decision then, but I told my wife, let's take, let's take two weeks and pray. And if we still feel, still feel after two weeks that this is the right direction, then we'll, we'll call our main office and discuss making moving our family from Venezuela to Spain. So we gave it two weeks, and we prayed before we said anything to anybody. And about a week into that uh, prayer time, a couple of things happened, and the whole decision came to naught. And so I was, I was very glad I didn't announce to anybody this is what we're, we want to do and start making those changes. I, I was glad we committed the decision to two weeks of praying. God, this is what we feel led to do. If it's wrong, please let us know. If it's right, then let us know that also. But we gave it some time to pray over it before making the the final the final move. And so, yes, it does... I have found that, yes, it it does come a time when you have to make that decision, but sometimes for, for Karen and I, it's been, we'll make the decision, but we'll commit it to prayer for two weeks to give it the final, okay, God, this is what I feel like we should do. Let me know if I'm going in the wrong direction. And you know, most of the time we've done that, God has answered in that period of time, and shown us a different direction. Had we made that decision and not given it the prayer time we needed, we probably would have made the wrong decision. Well, I'll harken back to the days of my young officer days as a young lieutenant, where when you run up against something that you hadn't seen before and you don't know what to do, your team looks to you and says, okay, Lieutenant, what do we do now? You know, now what do we do? Um, and Daryl, I appreciate you talk, you mentioning about the prayer part of it, where it allows you to kind of reflect 
and, and sort through all of that. The Navy SEALs have a formula for success. And I'll just go through it real quick. It's actually S equals I over small e times H. And I'll unpack that. Success equals intelligence or information divided by a small e, which stands for emotions, which means you can't completely remove emotions from your decision making, but you can reduce the impact that they have when you recognize it. And then you multiply that times heart or passion. And, and nobody uh, exemplifies that for me more than David in, in his fight against Goliath. You know, when Saul uh, put his armor on him and said, now go out and, and you know, take my sword and take my armor. Uh, David said, no, that's not who I am. I, that's, that's suicide. I, I'm quicker. I'm more nimble. Uh, I can go out and do this. I, I know what Goliath's weaknesses are. And from the heart, I've got God on my side. I've got the passion. I'm going to go out and do this. So he exemplifies uh, the hard decision-making better than, than, than anybody that really comes to mind for me right now. And I think David's a great example. And I think one of the things that David does is he relies on what he knows and how he has protected his flock as a shepherd. And so, you know, Dr. Anson asked, you're the lieutenant and it's a new thing you haven't seen before and your group's coming to you and they're saying, what do we do, lieutenant? And, you know, the response is, I think, that you rely on your training, what, you, what you've trained to do. And so that goes back to some things that like Dr. Horn was talking about. To be a good decision maker, leaders need to spend time doing basic spiritual uh, disciplines. They need to spend time in the word with God. They need to spend time in prayer. They need to spend time in a relationship with other Christians so that they have the training and, and the ability they need to be able to make good decisions. And um, sometimes you will have the benefit to pray about a decision in advance. And sometimes the decision will, will hit you very quickly and you need to have thought about it ahead of time and prayed about it ahead of time. Um, you know, my wife and I are foster parents and um, we got a call in the middle of the night one night, it was two 30 in the morning. And they said, We've got a child at the hospital. They've been removed from their parents' custody. And when they're discharged from the hospital, they have nowhere to go. Can they come to your house? Will you take them in? Well, this is something we had prayed about in advance so that we wouldn't be unable to make a decision at 2.30 in the morning when we were tired and awoken out of our sleep. And it's the same kind of thing. Sometimes a decision will come to you. It's a leader that you have to make on the spot. Um, and you don't always have the benefit to, of time to say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take some time to walk away from this. But if you are constantly listening to the Lord and listening to those, the Lord has placed in your life and spending time in scripture, you can be ready and able and equipped to make those decisions. And kind of the, the equivalent equivalent to David or military saying, well, we're going to rely on our training. We've practiced for this We're we're ready for this. And I don't think we can overemphasize the necessity of prayer in, in this department. I mean, my wife and I lead uh, mission trips to the Middle East, uh, short-term mission trips. And one year we were getting ready to go and the city we were going to uh, had a tremendous amount of unrest. And a lot of people were saying, don't go, don't go. And uh, we, uh, as Dr. Horn did, committed that to prayer significantly uh, over a, a several week period. And, and at the end of the day, it was, uh, you know, fish or cut bait time. We had to go get on the plane and uh, we felt absolutely convinced that we were under God's protection. We'd be okay. 
And so we loaded our team up and we flew to the Middle East. And uh, the day before we landed, all that unrest just kind of went away. <laughs> and there you go. God took care of it. Yeah, I'm sure your your family was glad that the the unrest went away so that we when you got over there, you were protected. Um, but as we conclude this podcast, what are some takeaways that each one of you could share with our listeners? I think I would say as a takeaway is that in the midst of having to make decisions and being a decision maker and whatever that process might be for you, I think as leaders, we can't look back on the decisions that we've made. Uh, if we keep looking back and saying, was that the right decision? Was that, was that the right way to do this? We can become paralyzed as leaders. And so I think we need to make the decision based on prayer, based on information, based on the other pieces that we discussed in this podcast. But then we need to say, look, it's kind of, we got to move forward. We've made the decision. We move forward. And so I think the idea of, of looking back is probably something that we probably should not do as leaders in terms of being a decision maker. Yeah, for, for me as, as Christian leaders, I, I go back to what you said, Daryl, again, and, and, and Amy just said it again, and we've heard it with, with both Johns, the power of prayer, the importance of prayer, that's paramount. Even in, even in almost emergency situations, you still have enough time to say, God help me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, sometimes that is a very good prayer. <laughs> that is a good prayer. It's an acknowledgement of who's really in charge. It is. I I think during the pandemic, and we've said this about some previous leadership characteristics as well, but during the, the COVID-19 pandemic, the ability of leaders to make decisions has become more important than ever. And the ability to, to stick with those decisions and conviction in that, um, because no one's going to be happy. You're not going to make everyone happy with your decisions all of the time. And when it comes particularly to the pandemic, I think about decisions about when to meet in person or wear masks or whatever. So much of that is viewed through a, a political lens now and a political, political type prism that you're never going to be able to make everybody happy. And so part of the, the, the leadership of a decision maker is being able to deal with some people are not always going to be happy with every decision that you make. And as uh, Dr. Jacques said, you can't let that paralyze you. You have to be able to continue to make decisions and, and do what um, God is calling you and what you believe is best for the people that you're trying to lead despite some criticism. John, do you have any final thoughts? Well, I, I do believe that, uh, you know, leaders are born and they're made and they're called upon. And when we're called upon to be in a position of leadership, uh, there is uh, among all the things that we're supposed to do, we are supposed to make sound decisions. And I love the things that have been said today already about uh, making sure that you're prayed up and that you have uh, all of the information that you can gather. And, that, uh, and then once you make that decision, uh, you execute on it. And that's fantastic. Thank you again, panel, for taking the time to share today. This has been another very good, solid uh, discussion on, uh, on leaders being good decision makers. Thank you for listening. 
to this particular podcast. If you've not listened to the previous three podcasts in this series, we want to encourage you to go back and listen to those podcasts. You'll find those on Buzzsprout.com. If you go to Buzzsprout, you can look up the San Antonio Baptist Association and you'll find all four of these podcasts there. Thank you again for listening. We'll catch you in our next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Talks podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.